Somebody say amen. amen. All kinds of great stuff going on. Isn't it wonderful? So glad you guys are here tonight. It's a blessing to be here. And actually, uh, my brother who's preaching at Winter Retreat, which isn't Dylan, uh, believe it or not. Not yet, anyway. Um, my brother Kyle's here tonight. And Kyle, stand up, give him a big hand. And uh, he's actually preaching this Wednesday night in here if you're part of Thrive Youth. If you're not part of Thrive Youth, uh, Ricky will put you in prison ministry. Amen. But uh, <laughs> I'm joking, but I'm not. And we're glad you're here tonight. Thank you for the amazing people to make this thing happen. Amen. Hey, look around the room. I'm just so blessed. It's good to have Grant and Rebecca home from Florida. Amen. Give them a big hand. Kevin, I love you. I don't speak any Spanish. But it's okay, man. It's good to have Kevin back. He drives us over the road truck, and he lives down in Pittston. But thank God, he made his way up tonight. We love you, Amen. And he does a killer job on those keys, and uh, what a blessing he is. And he couldn't make rehearsal, and usually won't let people play who can't make rehearsal. But he's on the road trucking, so he sent Grant a video, proving that he was practicing, Amen. So we, uh, <laughs> Grant's tough, man. That's that Eastern European in him, and uh, I'm teasing. Kind of Pennsylvania Dutch or whatever that is, right? Oh, God. One guy told me it was Pennsylvania Dutch. He said, if you ain't Dutch, you ain't much. And that's, uh, I wasn't going to burst his bubble, but we'll leave that alone. Amen. So great to be here and be found in God's house. Amen. You excited to be here? These weathermen, I'm going to start praying for their salvation. The fourth week in a row, they're letting people know that, you know, they're going to die because of the flooding out there. And, uh. I'm just start telling people this is Noah's Ark, so maybe they'll show up to church again. Come on, somebody. And believe in God rather than the weather, man. Come on, do you believe that? <laughs> I look around the room, there's all kinds of people that drive long lengths to be here, and they could make it through the fire and the flood. Looking at John back there, John, I mean, you drive, good Lord, a long ways. And he's here faithfully every Sunday night, and this is his church. And so if John can make it, come on, somebody. Especially if you live in Honesdale, what's wrong with you? <laughs> you know, we have some just some amazing men. How about these guys out there with their Thrive umbrellas and their jackets on? Come on, give them a big hand. They got them flashing lights going, trying to slow people down out there because I think people think this is the Pocono 500 in front of this place sometimes. But uh, I'm so grateful for each and every person who partners with the work of God here. I mean that. It partners with the work of God. It's an extension of God's mercy, God's grace, God's hands and feet right here where they said it couldn't be done. Come on, somebody. And the God of impossibles made a way where there is no way yet again. And I'm so excited. It's hard to believe January 7th, which is the first Sunday in 2024. Feels weird even saying it, doesn't it? It's hard to believe January 7th will be kicking off our fourth year of ministry here in Honesdale. Isn't that crazy? So you might think it's kind of cheesy, but every year we celebrate the birthday of the church. And I get excited about it, and I get excited about what God's doing. And I've just been so humbled and blessed. I don't even know. Yesterday morning I'm here, and there's a bunch of folks working in the building here, but I'm next door by myself, amen? It's just me, Jesus, and the country radio. And I'm there, I'm carrying boxes of flooring and doing all this stuff and just doing what I do and loving what I do. And 
just enjoying the presence of God all by myself. Because you can't enjoy it by yourself in the private. Don't ever tell me you enjoy it in the public. Come on, somebody. And so I'm just doing what I do, man. And there's this precious lady who opened the door. And uh, I was like, is everything all right? And she said, Pastor, I was walking by and praying for the church I could do. And she's like, I felt the Lord speak to me to give you something. And she gave, blessed me, you know, a little, it wasn't a big amount, but just a little bit of money. And I said, no, 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 we'll go next door and put it in the safe. I, I don't take money like that. I'm not one of those preachers, amen? That's a whole different discussion. And she said, no, this is for you. I, I heard the Lord speak to me clearly to come and do this for you. And this church has changed my life. Man, if I didn't ever feel the presence of God, come on, working in that building. You know, we're trying to do all we can do to reach people with the gospel of Jesus. Some of you might have already started getting these in the mail. Aren't these beautiful? Did you all see these? Isn't that beautiful? We just sent these out. Patrick said they got at his house. When did you tell me? Was it Thursday? Thursday? They're beautiful, though, and we had them professionally done. I'm hitting almost 7,000 homes in the area with these. And that's something... And not some half rendered thing either, amen? Some professional thing inviting people to church, which is still cool, by the way. And letting them know, you know, just Merry Christmas from us. And this is when our services are, and we're here for the people and anything we can do. You know what I'm saying? Did it cost a lot of money? Yeah, without a doubt. But my dad taught me a long time ago, you could never put a price tag on a soul. So it didn't cost anything. It was an investment. And if one soul comes to Jesus because of 7,000 mailers that went out, it's more than worth it. I said, it's more than worth it. So we're doing all we can do. And you might have noticed a couple of bins on the front porch out there. One says food and one says clothing. And we're trying to help people, too, in this time of need. They can come any hour of the day they need to. It's on the porch. And there's stuff that doesn't go bad. What they call it? Non-perishable. Foods in there and clothing if they need it. And let people know, hey, man, I know this could be a tough time for a lot of people, but if you need food or you need clothing, we're willing to help you any way we can. We're trying to be God's hands and feet any way we can be here. But it only is made possible because people partner with the work of God. I said because people partner with the work of God. Because people say, yeah, it's going to be a tough economy for anybody, but I believe greater. Come on. Than a tough economy or, or greater than what's going on in the White House or anything else out there. I believe in a greater God that's greater than anything. And I count it the greatest privilege in this side of eternity is to partner in God's work. I says to partner with God's work. My Lord, Friday night. Can I say this? Is it okay? I'm going to say it anyway. Don't look at me like that. I'm oh, sorry. That's, he's blind. That's why I said don't look at me like that. You laughing at Butterball? <laughs> wonderful, wonderful people of God. They invited us to their family Christmas. And let me tell you something about these folks. Not only they're wonderful people of God, but every time, you know, like when you come to church, you say, you want to leave different than I came in Jesus' name? Every time I leave their home, I leave different than I came. Mostly in pants sizes. <laughs> Then I came in Jesus' name. And they had us over for family Christmas. And it was just so amazing. I'm not telling you to invite me to your family Christmas, amen. But they had us over, and I count a real privilege. And my Lord, you want to talk about, can I, okay, say, prime rib, 
Oh, Kurt was cutting that prime rib. I was leaning over him. I think I was drooling on his shoulder. Because Jody told me to come hungry, so I didn't eat. You know, I was going to prepare myself. Coming to God's house, I want to prepare myself. Come on, somebody. Prime rib. And then they dropped this bowl of lobsters on his tables. Eight bowls of lobsters. And I get done. Somebody, I said, Carolyn, you should have brought my bib. I'm a slopping mess. And I, right, I told you, I said, I'm sorry, but there is no nice way of doing this. I said, we're either going to eat or be nice. We're going to eat. And so I'm cracking all things open. This is gospel truth. I get done, and Kurt turns around slaps another lobster on my plate. He says, you're a grown man. <laughs> Why do I tell you all that? Because watch this. It's the body of Christ. It's partners in the gospel. Hear me. Coming together. In wonderful Tyler Hill. Well, there's something about that area, just the peace of God. Oh, man, have you ever been up Tyler Hill? We got in a car the other night. Carolyn says that to me. She said, every time I come to their home, you could just feel the peace of God. Carolyn said, I feel like I could just sit down on their couch and take a nap. I said, well, you're driving, so don't take any naps now. Amen. <laughs> what a blessing. To be tied up with people, hear me, that are partners in the gospel. Coming together, giving to God's work, helping with God's work, serving with their time, their talent, and their treasures. Come on. I'm the only guy I know that hired a blind plumber. And he reminds me I didn't hire him because I never paid him. Amen? <laughs> Watch this. If somebody, and I'm not picking on him, just being truthful, who's blind, is willing to get here day in and day out work for God's house for nothing. I won't tell you what his cousin behind him calls this construction company. <laughs> but I just got my warranty card in the mail. <laughs> Watch this. Helping each other out. He can't drive because he's blind. He can go pick them up. Coming here working together. Working on God's house and their characters. He is, yeah. They let us sit together at Christmas the other night. Bad idea. <laughs> I don't know how else to say. Thank you for being a partner of the work of the Lord. I mean that. Thank you for serving with your time, your talent, and yes, your treasures. And saying, I want to live beyond myself. I believe God is doing something in and through his house, and I want to be a part of it. Is this something to get money out of you? No, if you feel like it is, don't give. Hear me loud and clear. God doesn't need your money. God wants your heart. Most people don't give because it's a hard issue, but go back and listen to the podcast. I explain all that. So we're going to get back to the work of the Lord. But really what we're doing is we're going to worship God with our giving. This is an act of worship. Amen? Look at your neighbor. Tell them it's an act of worship. If it's a black seat, look at the black seat and say, it's not. Never mind. Oh, <laughs> what a privilege to be here. Amen? What a blessing. I can't tell you how blessed I've been to be here three years. It's hard to believe. It feels like it's been a whirlwind. See what God's done in and through this place. It's hard to believe three years ago we were waiting on the other side of that wall with a sledgehammer, Aaron, <laughs> for the last service to get done. Crazy, isn't it? Knock the wall open. Start believing God. What a blessing it is to be found in God's house. Amen.
I appreciate the, I say media team, but everybody's part of the worship experience. It's not like a bunch of teams. It's all one team, amen? But they, they got ways that you could scan to give or ways to give. I think on the envelope you could scan if that's easier because some of you guys have a doctor's handwriting, but you're just not a doctor, amen? <laughs> and some of the guys on the counting team don't have the gift of interpretation. We keep praying for it, but it hasn't hit them just yet. So we're going to worship the Lord with our giving. I'm missing a bucket, aren't I? Oh, thank you. To the lovely lady in white, somebody give her a big hand. Amen. I told Marie the other night, I said, when you get to heaven, you're going to have one of the largest crowns I've ever seen for putting up with Kurt. I said, but right behind you in a close second will be Carolyn. Because God has a crown of glory for her for putting up with me, Brother Edmund. <laughs> Great to see you. I love you, my friend. We're going to worship the Lord with our giving. I'm going to ask my dad to bless this offering if he would. Give my dad a big hand as he comes and praise a blessing. Come on, you could do better than that. Thank you, son. Hey, man, let's stand together. Good to see everybody tonight. Merry Christmas. It's a joy to give back to God. Amen. If you're giving, lift your giving to heaven tonight. Father, thank you for the blessing of the Lord that is on this place. We bless it, God. We speak into the future, blessing in life, health and healing. Thank you, God, for souls that will be saved in this place, lives that will be transformed into the future, into the new year, God, and the days ahead if you should tarry. Bless this offering. Bless the gift and the giver as we give cheerfully unto your work. In Jesus' mighty name, all God's people said, amen. Amen. God bless you.
Come on, somebody give God one last great hand of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. Glory. <laughs> you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. It's going to be a good night in God's house. Every night in God's house is a good night. Come on. I said, come on, somebody. We're going to be in Luke chapter 1 tonight. Luke chapter 1, starting in verse 67. Last week, we talked about hope. Amen. Tonight, we're going to talk about the path of peace. The path of peace. And how many people know it's a path? Oh, come on. I'm going to show you something tonight. I'm going to read a couple verses, and I'm really going to kind of hone in on one because there's so much I want to preach. You read verses like this, and it gets you excited. And there's so much as a preacher you could preach, amen, and get excited to preach. But I'm not exactly brief as some people might consider brief. So I try to kind of hone in on a couple of things, especially when I'm trying to be brief, which never works out too well, amen. But I'm brief in my own way. Come on. you got to see it by faith. Verse 67, you're there, Luke chapter 1, verse 67 reads like this. His father, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied. Oh, I want to just park right there. I would love to take the time and just park. He was filled. Somebody say filled with the Holy Spirit. And he prophesied. Tell your neighbors, say, you need to get filled. Come on, tell them. Say, you need to get filled with the Holy Spirit. Say it like you mean it. Say, with the Holy Spirit. Come on, there you go. His father, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied. Watch what he said. Praise be to the Lord. Why? Because the Holy Spirit always points people to Jesus. Sidebar, the Holy Spirit always points people to Jesus. He doesn't point people to weirdos. He doesn't point people to other men. He points people to Jesus. Come on, somebody. Praise be to the Lord. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is always bringing glory to the Father. The Holy Spirit's always bringing glory to the Father. Come on, somebody. Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has come to his people and redeemed them. Come on, that's shouting ground in the household of faith. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. And he said through his holy prophets of long ago, salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us to show mercy to our ancestors and to remember his holy covenant. His holy covenant. Come on, I preached to you last week probably the most bizarre verse you've ever heard in a Christmas series. I preached to you last week that the Bible says, even now though you're a stump, come on, out of that stump a shoot will come. From the household of Jesse, a branch that will bear great fruit. And I told you how that was prophesied 700 years before Jesus was born, that when they were cut down to their lowest, come on somebody, that God was still at work. They still had the prophecy, still had the promise of God, that no, might feel, no matter how low you may feel, God is still up to something. When you're down to nothing, Come on, tell your neighbor, say, when you're down to nothing, God's up to something. Come on, I said, God's up to something. So he says, remember his holy covenant, the oath he swore to our father Abraham. Watch this, what was it? To rescue us from the hand of our enemies. Oh, come on, somebody. This gets me, there's so much I want to preach here, and I can't. I mean, I can, but I'll keep you here till next Sunday if I do that. I preach right at the open table on Friday night. Come on, somebody. 
If you have not registered, it's free, but please register in the lobby tonight. You can scan the QR code. We don't do paper signups. If you need help with a QR code or wonder what a QR code is, somebody out there in the cafe area will help you. Amen? I said amen. We have like 100 and I don't even know what already registered for it. It's going to be a great night. We're going to feed you well because we do feed you. Come on, somebody. You know if you're going to eat well, you're eating well in God's house. How many people were here for Thanksgiving, the open table? Well, that was some of the finest turkey. Oh, man. I feel the anointing just now. Glory. I feel like telling you, slap three people and tell them. Glory to God. All right, I'll behave. To rescue us from the hand of our enemies and to enable us to serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all of our days. Look at your neighbor say, all your days. And you, my child, will be called a prophet of the Most High. Hallelujah. You, my child, will be called a prophet of the Most High. For you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him. To give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins. There is no such thing as salvation without repentance. I said there is no such thing as reconciliation without repentance of sin. Because of the tender mercy of our God, come on somebody, by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven to shine on those living in darkness. Now I want to hone in here. The rising sun come from heaven to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death. Oh, does that sound familiar? Oh, come on somebody. I'm going to share something with you tonight and it's going to blow your mind. In the shadow of death to guide our feet into the path of peace. Oh, boy. You might feel like you're in the valley of the shadow of death tonight. But I'm here to tell you in Psalm 23, it was prophesied. Yea, though I walk. Oh, come on, somebody. Through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because you're on the path of peace. Tell your neighbor you're on the path of peace. Come on, tell them so you're on the path of peace. Living in darkness in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the path of peace. And the child grew and became strong in spirit. And he lived in the wilderness. My kind of guy. Sound like Tyler Hill to me. Until he appeared publicly to Israel. Now, Father, in our remaining time together, I bind every distraction that would try to distract people tonight. God, I thank you that your word cannot return to you void. It must accomplish that which you purpose for it to do. Father, you said in Jeremiah chapter 1, you're watching over your word to perform it in the lives of your children. So we take a hold of the word of God tonight, the highest authority. And God, let it take root in our hearts. May it fall on good ground. In Jesus' name, amen. I love and I hate pre preaching at Christmas time. Isn't that funny? You think preachers would like it because people go to church Christmas and Easter. Not you guys. I'm talking about the Christers. Come on, somebody. But you know the thing with Christmas is it's such a beautiful time. It's hard to believe. We got engaged at Christmas time uh, 10 years ago. Isn't that funny? At Rockefeller, whatever they call that thing. Amen. That big old tree that's there. And uh, my dad had no idea. Nor did my mom. We were traveling back from Boston, Carolyn and I, and where we were attending Bible college. And Carolyn's from Montreal, in case you didn't know. In case you missed that last week, amen? 
But apparently somebody was watching online last week. Because I walk into Peckville this morning, my dad's laughing. He says, I have a gift for you. And I opened that gift. <laughs> and somebody made me a sweater to prepare me for Christmas dinner in Montreal. <laughs> it said, ho, 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 Joe's got to go. <laughs> I was just grateful that this shirt was PG, because the other ones the guy had given me previous years, never mind. He blessed me and my dad a few times with ones that weren't quite uh, as appropriate. Amen. If that offends you, I'm just telling you what the sweater says. <laughs> I love and hate preaching at Christmas time because the truth is it could be the greatest time of the year for some people, and other people it's the hardest time of the year. And the truth is, people are stressed out at Christmas time. Come on, lie you fry. People get stressed out at Christmas time. To the map, people are crazy. Especially since a certain thing in 2020. It starts with a C and ends in a vid. Amen. I'm trying to not get canceled tonight, but stay tuned. Just another night in the neighborhood, Paul. Listen, people are stressed to the max. I don't go to the stores when it's not Christmas time. Not because I think I'm better than that, just because I don't have the time. And thank God for Carolyn. Amen? <laughs> but run around this week, it's like you couldn't get anywhere. It's like Dixon City turned into New York City. <laughs> Commerce Boulevard was like sent from hell. Amen? <laughs> and people are stressed out. I got to go get my deal on a TV. Or whatever they're buying. Amen? And people are all crazy. And I'm like, thank God for Amazon. Because I don't even got to leave my house. Amen. Come on, somebody. Let them drop it at the door. Come on, anybody else like that? That stress ain't getting me, nor is that traffic. But I tell you this tonight, in order to find yourself on the path of peace, you have to determine the source of your stress. Ooh, I'm going to make you think a little bit tonight. That right there is a little bit something to chew on. In order to find yourself on the path of peace... You have to determine the source of your stress. Now, most people's stress falls into one of these four categories, or for some people, all four categories. A place, a pace, come on, a problem, or a person. For some of y'all, it's a people. Come on, don't shout me out when I'm preaching good. Come on, Christmas is coming. You got to deal with some family, deal with some in-laws or outlaws, whatever it might be. Come on, somebody. Whatever you identify as the source of your stress will determine where you will seek your peace. I'm going to say it again. Whatever you identify as the source of your stress will determine where you will seek your peace. I'm setting this up here tonight. So let me ask you this. What is your expectation of peace? I'm going to show you something. What is your expectation of peace? Because everybody, whether you know it or not, has a different expectation. Now let's go back to where we were, Luke chapter 1. There's a prophecy going forward. The Jewish people, hear me, I preached it last week, 700 years before, get a prophecy. They're looking for their soon coming king. They're looking for a king to show up, come on, a warrior. 24-year-old, full of testosterone, come on somebody. A manly man. 
Instead, they get a baby from a 15-year-old virgin who says, I swear God did this. That ain't what it looks like. In a manger. Because Joseph didn't make a reservation at the Airbnb. Come on, somebody. Not a warrior to the Ritz-Carlton. A tiny infant. So what is your expectation of peace? The Bible says, watch this, the Jewish people, this was their expectation, Luke 174, to rescue us from the hand of our enemies and to enable us to serve him without fear. Now that's a great expectation, is it not? I said it's a great expectation, is it not? I've told you before, great expectation gets great results. I said great expectation gets great results. Luke 179, this is not, this is what I want to hone in on tonight. To shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the path of peace. What I love about God is he not only rescues us from our trouble, from our sin, come on somebody, from our sickness, whatever it might be, but he also visits us in our trouble. Oh, come on. I'll show you something about peace tonight. Peace is not a destination. Peace is not a destination. Peace is not a place. It's not a pace. It's not a problem. It's not a person. Come on, somebody. Oh, well, if I just get a better job, then I'll have peace. No, 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 no. You're not realizing where real peace comes from. Come on. You don't have a God that says, let me fix you up and everything's going to be fine. He says, no, I'll visit you in. I'll show up in the trouble. Come on, somebody. I'll show up in your pain. I'll show up while you're on your sick bed. And yes, I'll rescue you. Yes, I'll redeem you. Come on, somebody. Yes, he is the great physician. I'm not taking anything away from that. Nobody believes in Christ the healer like I do. But what I'm telling you is God will meet you right where you're at. And sometimes our expectations are, no, God should do it this way. When God says, no, I'm going to show up. I'm going to show up over here. I'm going to bring you peace through that thing. Yea, though I walk through the valley of shadow, I'm not going to fear any evil. He didn't say you wouldn't walk through it. It's but when I'm walking through it, you have a peace that cannot, you have a peace that cannot be shaken. Come on, somebody. I told you before, you might be going through hell. You might get out before the devil even knows you're there, Rodney Atkins. Come on, somebody. Your teeth might be shaking and knees knocking together. You don't know how it's going to work out, but you have faith to believe. You have faith to believe what I preached to you last week. You have an unshakable hope on the inside of you. But I'm here to tell you, you don't only have an unshakable hope, but you have the Prince of You have a God that not only rescues you from it, but also visits you in your time of trouble. Come on, what does Isaiah 9, 6 say? For unto us a child is born, a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God. Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Come on, somebody. Can I tell you this? God promises peace, not your preference. God promises peace. He didn't promise your preference. Oh, but God, I want to be can one of my way. No, no. He said, I promised you peace. I told you last week God's going to do it his way. It's not your way or the highway. It's God's way or the highway. It's not always your preference. It's always the way you think it should go or how your opinion, your whatever. No, you put all that aside when you become a Christian and you say, no, no, I'm no longer self-centered. I'm Christ-centered. I lay it all on the altar. Hear me, somebody. And I believe I have an unshakable hope. I believe I have an unshakable peace living on the inside of me. And God's peace, the path of peace, will guide me through. Can I tell you, for some of y'all in the room that are perfectionists, and I won't point you out, It's impossible to experience peace when you're expecting perfection. 
That was worth the price of admission. It is impossible to experience peace when you're expecting perfection. I'm not trying to lower the bar. I'm talking raise the bar. But you got to be so careful, hear me, that you're not honing in on stupid stuff. It's stealing your peace. I'm shouting down all at once. Can I tell you the problem is not the problem. It's not the place. It's not the pace. It's not the people. Because God shows up into a problem. Come on, somebody. He shows up into an unlikely place. Think about this. At an untimely pace. Hello? 15-year-old girl, nine months pregnant, riding on a donkey. Probably don't recommend it on Yelp. Come on, somebody. And God appears to an unlikely people. Turns everything upside down. The problem is we cannot receive peace because we're too busy focusing on perfection. Oh, can I help you tonight? Some of y'all are crawling out of your skin. Thank God for the people who didn't make it tonight because of the rain. The problem is that we can't receive peace because we're focused on perfection. Oh, everything just has to be perfect. My family's coming here. Who cares? Please just have peace. Enjoy the holiday. Come on, somebody. No, I like things nice. You know that. I mean, my Lord was talking before. I wasn't bragging them up. I'm being serious. I don't know if gluttony is a sin. The Bible tells us it is. I think I may have experienced it the other night. Amen? <laughs> Me and Butterball were knocking down them lobsters like it was the last supper. Keith said to me, slow down. you got to prepare for the marriage supper of the lamb. Amen? <laughs> Can I tell you this? The enemy of your peace is not other people. Huh? It's not places. It's not the pace of life. It's not even problems. It's your insistence on perfection. Oh, I'm going to upset some folk tonight. Look at your neighbor. Tell them it's going to be all right. Can I help you and tell you that God did not come down into perfection? He did not come down looking like a deliverer. <laughs> he came down looking like a dependent. Think about this. We're looking for a mighty warrior. Baby? Baby's got needs. Maybe, oh, babies are perfect. You never lived with one. <laughs> Let's call it for what it is. When people say babies are perfect, or people have never had them. All the mothers and fathers said. Amen. The rest of you are a bunch of darn liars. I nodded off a little bit early last night. Woke up 1.30 this morning. I was up for a while. Thought I was just about falling back to sleep. 3 o'clock in the morning. Bow! My door flies open. Mom! And there stands perfection, Kyle. Luckily for me, she was yelling Mom. All the married men said, come on, <laughs> yeah, you're saying amen because your wife's not here, amen. <laughs> you better hope she's not watching online or you'll be a dead man. <laughs> Think about this. The Prince of Peace came. He didn't show up dressed in power. He showed up dressed in pampers. I mean, think about this. A baby swaddled in a manger. We're looking for a great warrior. No, you got a weakling. Think about it. Babies are weak. They're tiny. They're infants. They're definitely dependent. Some of you are 42 years old and still dependent. We got to talk about this, amen? Kids in the kiddie pool, cute. 21 year olds in the kiddie pool, not so cute. Amen? 
Baby breastfeeding, cute. I'll let you finish that one. Just seeing if you're paying attention out there. Listen, maybe God came like that because God wanted you to know he'll bring you peace in ways you didn't expect it. Come on, somebody. In ways you never pictured it. Hello? You think Mary pictured at 15 she'd be carrying the Son of God in her womb? And didn't have to tell people it's not what it looks like? And in those days, if that happened out of wedlock, you're excommunicated from your family, from your community, from everything. They threw you on the outside of town. Totally cut off forever. And now she's 15 years old, carrying the one that's been prophesied. For all this time to come. Because God steps into situations we don't expect. We're looking for perfection, and God says, no, I'm going to show up this way. I'm going to show up right in the midst of that thing. I'm going to show you I am the Prince of Peace. I'm going to lead you on the path of peace. Come on, somebody. And even though it looks chaotic, even though it looks crazy, even though it wasn't exactly how we pictured it, sometimes that's how God works. Sometimes that's how he works. And I don't understand it. But I know he alone gets the glory for it. Come on, somebody. In ways you never pictured to fit in doesn't always going to fit in your preferences. Come on, somebody. Hate to bust your bubble. But God shows up in unexpected ways. i tell you this before we get to point number one. Comparison is the thief of joy. If you're going to live this life on the path of peace, comparison is the thief of joy. And we're living in a day and age, now more than ever, everybody's in a measuring contest. They put a bunch of filters on stuff to let you see pictures that you think is a reality, and it's not. It's fake. It's plastic. Come on, somebody. My God, people don't even look like that in real life. Some of y'all thought you were dating, you know. <laughs> Can I just say it? Oh, you should see her picture. Brother, I saw her in real life. There's a lot of paint on the old barn, and she still don't look like the picture. Come on, somebody. <laughs> you know, you go to Bible school. Amen. When I went to Bible school, they told me. Now, I didn't say this. I was told this. So everybody forgive me before I say it. You're going to forgive me before I say it? Or you're going to sit there like you're miserable. They said, Josh, I think I reiterated the story to you. I did not say this. I was told this. That the girls at Bible college are like parking spaces. All the good ones are taken. And the only ones that are left, they're either handicapped or far out there. It's a joke. Laugh. Get it out of your system. Amen. I tell you, tell you, watch this. Comparison. If you can't laugh at that, you need help. Hey, people. I said one time, I would never go to a church where the pastor tells jokes. You look like you haven't laughed at a joke in your whole entire life. I love making people laugh. I really, really do. You know why? I was telling my dad this week. I said, you know why I love making people laugh? Because all week long, people are beat up. They're beat up at work. The music sucks. Everything sucks. The economy sucks. Everything's beat down, negative, negative, negative. And I get to have you for God only knows how long <laughs> on a Sunday night. The least I can do. I tell Lou, don't I tell you on the way home? I love more than anything seeing people laugh. You know, it's, the Bible says a merry heart doeth good like medicine. It brings joy to your Oh, come on. Josh, am I telling the truth? We were laughing the other night. Where were we? At Butterball's expense here. And we're teasing each other, all just laughing, enjoying ourselves. 
So if you're offended by some joking or something, I don't think you ought to do that at church. Go somewhere where you can be constipated. If you want to come here, <laughs> learn to laugh. Amen. Some people need a spiritual enema, but that's a whole different discussion. <laughs> For some of y'all, if you begin to laugh again and get your joy up, you wouldn't believe how you would just come out of that thing like that. Like that. Number one tonight, if you're going to live at peace, you must surrender your expectation of perfection. If you're going to live at peace, you must surrender your expectation of perfection. And for some of us, it's harder than others. Come on, let's call it for what it is. You ever been, like, some things just drive you, come on, lie, you fry. Drive you nuts. Some of us, not pointing at anybody, but we'd rather just roll our sleeves up and jump in and do it because if somebody else does it, they don't do it good. Come on, let's just call it for what it is. And that whole little bit of perfection. Come on, lie, you fry. I know some of y'all deal with this too. Drives you nuts, right? And if you're not careful, what does it do? It steals your peace. Steals your peace. Peace is not found in a place. It's not found in a circumstance. It's not found in a coming from it. It's found in a Savior who meets you in it. I said it's it's found in a Savior who will meet you in it. Come on, somebody. Luke 179, to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the path of peace. I quoted it before, but Psalm 23, come on, somebody. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? For you are with me. Come on, somebody. Tell your neighbor, say, he's with you. Come on, tell him, say, he's with you. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely your goodness and your mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. If you believe that, somebody give God a mighty hand of praise. Can I tell you, you can have peace on the path because you're not going through it alone. Come on, somebody. The devil loved to isolate you. The devil loved to make you feel like you're the only one dealing with it. You're the only one a hurt or a habit or a hang-up. You're all alone in this thing. There's nobody for you. They're all against you. It's a lie right from the pit of hell. You're never alone. He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Come on, you're on the path of peace. Don't let your focus get shifted. Come on, somebody. You keep your focus shifted on the author and the finisher of your faith. You say, I'm on the path of peace. No matter what goes on around me, Brother Jeff, it ain't getting in me. Come on. We'll go on a cruise next month. Me and Carol and the kids, and we love doing that. And it's Lorelai's fault because she said she wanted to go, so we're going. Amen. We go on that big old cruise ship. There's all kinds of stuff that goes on in those waters. You know how much I know about it? None. You know how much I'm concerned about it? Why? Because what's going on out there is not getting it. Is there stormy seas? Yeah. There was when Jesus was out there too. He took a nap. He got up and said, Oh, ye of little faith, peace be still. Something to be said about having peace in the struggle. Come on, somebody. Peace in the turmoil. An unshakable peace living on the inside of you. Realizing the devil is not going to deter you off of the path of peace. Come on. Do you have somebody with you who is the prince of peace? <laughs> Lorelai comes in. Mom. 
Babies are perfect. Lie. I love that girl more than anybody, but it's the truth. And then she's just like her mother. That was a compliment. What are you saying, wow, from? In such a way that we got this whatever they call it. What do you call it, California king bed? Yeah, Lorelai is, what does she weigh? 40 pounds? Maybe? Soaking wet in a good day going downhill? I'm convinced she's trying out for gymnastics while she's sleeping. Because, no, she can't go back to her own room. Anybody got kids at home? Yeah, guess where she is? Yeah, Josh and Julie. Where is she land? Right between mom and dad. Well, she ain't kicking on mom's side of the bed. No, 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 no. Here's dad on a sliver of the bed. Come on, somebody. Get out the violins and have some sympathy for your pastor tonight. She's doing moves. Her legs are going this way, that way, up on top of me. I'm going, girl, get out. Go to your own room. Amen. Name of Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Now go back to bed. Come on, somebody. Because dad ain't sleeping tonight because dad's getting kicked and hit and rolled on. And meanwhile, Lorelai's sleeping like a log. Peace in the storm. Yeah, dad's getting a storm. He's such a perfect little baby. Look at that manger. It was messy. Babies are messy. And then diapers, forget it. Come on. We're working on potty training Levi. Imagine what our house is like. You want to talk about perfection? Not so much. Lie like your house ain't like this too. Got a five-year-old daughter who rules the universe. And I got a two-year-old son who's going to be three in January who's working on getting potty trained. So every half hour I hear, Dad, I got to shoot the pee in the potty. (laughs) So we're shooting the pee in the potty. Am I telling the truth? And then forget about the other end of it. I've changed one diaper between both kids. Amen? For all you young guys that aren't married yet, I'm trying to help you out. Come on, somebody. Come on, Kenny. Come on, brother. I changed one diaper, and it was pee, just to prove I knew how to change one. Come on, somebody. Sometimes things are messy or not like we pictured it. So how do we have peace within it? Instead of looking for stuff to be perfect, hear me. Just focus on little pieces of peace. Let me show you this in a minute. We're looking for God the warrior, not God the weakling. Come on. God shows up as an infant to a desperate people in a delicate place. And then what I find crazy about God's path to peace, talking about Jesus, it leads us through obscure places. Amen? Come on, think about this. Through baby born in a manger, next thing you know, they're hiding him in Egypt. Because we got wacko king. You thought Biden was bad. We got wacko king. Sorry. (laughs) Who is so jealous that now he says, no, kill all the babies two and under because I heard he was born. Think about how wicked. Same demonic spirit out there today, but that's a whole different discussion. So what I love about God is the place he brought his people out of slavery and bondage in, he goes and hides his son in. I'm going to show you something. He hi- I told you last week it was point number two. It said it had to be hard and it had to be hidden. Come on. He hides baby Jesus till he's two-year-old Jesus in Egypt. Because where's the last place old Harry going to look? In the place God brought them out of. But God said, no, I'm going to teach you peace in Bethlehem. I'm going to teach you peace in Egypt. Come on, somebody. 
How about when he took them through the Garden of Gethsemane? Where Jesus would pray, Father, if there's any other way, let this cup pass from me. And he sweats great drops of blood. This is God's path to peace, I might remind you. Not exactly one we want to sign up for. How about through the Kidron Valley and ultimately to Golgotha, the place of the skull, where he'd take the wrath of God upon him to bring us peace. That's God's path to peace. Jesus was sent on a mission to die. But he did it on the path of peace. The path of peace where he came into this world in weakness and he dies in weakness so he could bring us strength. Think about how upside down that is. He comes in in weakness, he dies in weakness so you and I could have strength. God's path to peace for you and I. God, I don't understand what you're doing. No, God, I trust you that we're on the path. I trust you we're on the path to peace. Come on, help me somebody in this place. God, I don't have to understand it all, but I trust you even when I'm walking through it. Come on, somebody. God, I realize that I'm leaning on my own understanding, but trusting you with all my heart. Come on, somebody. Whatever you identify as the source of your stress will determine where you will seek your peace. It's time to get to a point in your life. You okay out there? Where your expectations of people don't determine the peace you hold in your heart. Time to grow up, put the big boy pants on. Where other people don't determine the peace in your heart. And it's not easily done, especially nowadays. Because social media is so fake, it's not funny. It's harder than it's ever been. But if you're going to man up in this thing and grow up in the faith, and like the apostle said, it's time to be eating meat instead of drinking milk. Come on, somebody. That people don't rob your peace anymore because of your expectations of other people. Luke 2, 9 and 10, and the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were, they're what? Huh? Terrified? Why? But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. Why? Because I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Come on, somebody. Can I tell you something crazy about the path to peace for the shepherds? Their path to peace had to pass through their fear. Shows up to shepherds, unlikely people. Just call it for what it is, kind of a lowly people. In a desolate place. And God says, oh, I'm going to show you my strength. God, we're in fear and we're terrified. Oh, well, the path to peace will bring you right through. Come on, somebody. Right through that fear. It'll bring you right through that struggle, right through the situation. Why? Because it's not determined on the outward. It's determined on Peace had to pass through the shepherd's fear, which allowed them to find God in the place which could have been their greatest fear. Luke 2.14. Glory to God in the highest and on earth. Where? Where? Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to those whom his favor rests. Peace on earth, not peace from earth. I'm teaching tonight. I know I'm not as much preaching, but I'm trying to show you something here tonight. It's not just read through baby in a manger. Oh, it's Christmas, what we did. Peace on earth, not from earth. In other words, your peace doesn't come from other people. Your peace doesn't come from your promotion. Help me, somebody. Your peace doesn't come from your job or your spouse or anything else. Your peace should come from. Your peace should come from where? Come on. 
peace on earth, not from earth. Real peace is from God. Plastic peace comes from people. Come on. It's a knockoff. It's cubic zirconia. Come on, somebody. It's fake. It's filtered. Catfish. Whatever you want to call it. Not you, the peace. Come on. Plastic peace comes from people. Real peace comes from God. Come on, somebody. If peace comes from people, people can take it away. If it comes from situations, circumstances will take it away. Come on. We have a peace that the world didn't give. And the world can't take it. Come on. You better take a minute here and give God some praise. We have a peace the world didn't give us, and the world can't take it away, baby. I said the world can't take it away. It can't steal it from you. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Yes, he does. But he can't have it because it ain't fake. It's real. I said it's real. So let me encourage you tonight. You have an unshakable peace. Come on, somebody. An unspeakable joy. An undeniable hope and an anchor of love. Who is Christ Jesus the Lord? Come on. I tell you this, as long as you concentrate on missing pieces, you'll never have peace. I'm going to say it again. As long as you concentrate on missing pieces, you'll never have peace. You'll miss peace when you focus on what pieces are missing. Well, if... Can I just put it in a ministry vernacular? Would that be okay? Because I see ministers do this all the time. Their identity is not in Christ. It's in the ministry. And it's wrong. It's dead wrong. If I showed up here tonight and the place is empty or the place is packed, it doesn't make me any less of a man or any less of a minister. Because it's not the true measure of success. I've told you before, buildings, bucks, and butts mean nothing. Well, God can't all that. Sure. But it doesn't, it's not where your identity comes from. That's not the measure of success. You know what the measure of success is? I sent out 7,000 of those things. If one person gives their heart to Jesus, it's worth every bit of it. You know what success is? People finding real peace tonight. That I preach like this during Advent season, that people would find real peace and experience real hope. And it wouldn't be plastic anymore. It'd be real. It'd be a real encounter with a real living God. That's a home run. Miracles, home run, salvations, baptism in the Holy Spirit, the stuff we used to measure, the stuff that freaking counts. Not all this other malarkey that means nothing. And you're watching denominations and churches go right like this. Because they're so focused on success. It's not success. It's never a biblical mark of success. Well, I go to so-and-so church. Congratulations. What matters is that you have a real peace on the inside. You have a real hope. And I'm so sick of plastic. Look how many followers I got. I was telling Grant, oh, man, do I get, sorry, I get a little hot about some stuff. This stuff on social media. Oh, if you're a minister, DM me, and I'll get you a million followers on YouTube. You're not a minister. You're a wannabe celebrity. And I'm watching people left and right, especially young guys. Oh, look at all my followers. Who cares? You care less who follows, who doesn't, who likes, who posts. It means zilch. And if that's what steals your peace, you don't even... You don't know real peace. You're once again, you bought into the plastic, the world's version, a cheap knockoff of who Jesus is, a cheap knockoff of what Christianity really is. That's why the Apostle Paul says, it's not about what you eat or you drink. It's about peace and joy and righteousness in the Holy Ghost. Come on. And the devil will distract you, especially in ministers, distract you. Oh, so-and-so was missing. Oh, this wasn't good. This was, and you begin to focus on the pieces 
that we're missing, and it steals. It steals your peace. Man, when you've been through a little bit of hell, been through some myself, I'm telling you right now, boy, you get some thick skin. You don't focus on stuff like that anymore. You know what you realize? It don't matter. I told Lou, I said, I woke up this morning. I said, the stuff was trying to steal my peace, prepping me to preach this message. You know what I started doing? Out of my mouth, began thanking God. God, I thank you that so-and-so helped me this year. I think you so-and-so stood with me this year. God, I, I, you know what I did? I shifted my focus instead of I don't know who wasn't there and what was missing to everything God's blessed me with. Until Laurel, I wrecked it. Amen. <laughs> I mean that. And I began to thank God for people that have stood with God's work. People that helped get us where we were. How God's been faithful the last three years. How God's healed people and saved people and filled them with the Holy Ghost. How we were here, I don't know what it was a month ago, and baptized 17 people. All young people. How we're having these open tables. That was a vision in my heart when I stood back there. And now we're doing these things. It seems like every month it's just been amazing. And putting on these meals and seeing all these people come in this place who don't know God and receive the message and receive hope. Come on, somebody, and receive something. That's what matters. Amen. Well, how is the offering? Who cares? Really, it means jack, squat. Any other word you want to put in there? Amen. Not you, Butterball, anybody but you. Amen. <laughs> Can I be honest with you? For those of you that struggle with this perfectionism thing, God will give you a prescription for it. It's called children. <laughs> Am I telling the truth? It's called kids. Because before Carolyn and I had children, our house was like unbelievable. Not that it's not now, but you know what I'm saying? You got kids. Now there's no peace. You know what it's taught me how to do? When you get a piece of the peace. Come on, somebody. All the parents said? Come on, if you got grandparents, come on, somebody. Those of you who don't have kids yet, you'll get it one day. You begin to celebrate the wins, the little wins. Like, I shot my pee in the potty. You're laughing. You try potty training a kid. Especially when he goes, I want dad to help me. No, you don't. You want mom to help you. <laughs> huh? Just wait. Some of you young people, just wait. Someday you're going to thank me. You're going to go, oh, my God, Pastor Tyler, I had no idea what you were talking about. But now, that was the gospel. So when you have a piece of peace, you begin to thank God for it. Laurel, I put a bowl in the sink. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Pee in the potty, not in the pants. Win. You're laughing because you know it's true. And you other young people aren't laughing yet. You will be one day. Or crying. One or two reactions. You begin to thank God for it. The little stuff. You begin to celebrate it. Come on, somebody. Christmas might be total chaos. But celebrate the peace you do have. Come on, somebody. He said he would guide our feet into the path of peace. Number two. It's not the path to peace. It's the path of peace. Oh, it means the world of difference. 
It's not the path to peace. Oh, I'm going to find my peace. No, you're on the path. Come on. You know, it's not a destination. It's the path of peace. Oh, some of you are catching this now. It, bingo. A lifestyle. And you begin to develop this lifestyle. You're just thankful to God. My Lord, them lobsters hit the table in a prime rib. You're, oh. I'm shunned and hunted and all kinds of stuff over there. Kurt hits me. Straighten up, boy, you're drooling. Why? It's not a thing. It's not a destination. No. It's God, I believe I'm on the path of peace. God, I will reach my destination. I'll complete my destiny. Why? Because I'm on your path. Come on, somebody. Stop looking for the peace. It's already in you. You already have it. Come on. He said to shine on those living in darkness and the shadow of death to guide our feet into the path of peace. Can I help some of y'all? We're about to get into a new year and some of you guys are like, the calendar's going to change. So is my life. No, it ain't. I hate to burst your bubble. I hate Planet Fitness in January. Can we just go to here for a minute? You know why? Because they sell all you suckers memberships for Christmas. <laughs> and the first two weeks, it's yea though I walk through the valley of shadow of death. <laughs> Am I telling the truth? Lord, help me keep my peace. Because all these 15-year-old kids that are pumped up on Axe Body Spray and B.O. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Apparently, some of y'all have never used pastored before. I've used pastored, Kyle, Elijah. We know what we're talking about. Some of y'all stink. You're not in middle school anymore. Amen. That's a different discussion. Watch this. Just because the calendar changed doesn't mean the change from the chaos. If you're not careful, the same thing you allowed to steal your peace will still be there next year if you allow it to be. The robber's going to come to your window with the crowbar. Not my window. They tried that once. Their mistake. Well, my brother's here. He'll tell you that's the truth. Not where I live now. It's a different story. But anyway, I'm trying to tell you, just because it's a new year, new year, new me. Oh, I allow this peace. If you allow the same garbage to haunt you into next year and steal your peace, it's still going to be the same garbage. Call Liberty Sanitation. We'll clean it up for you. Amen. No, <laughs> Shameless plug right there. Come on. You know what this unshakable piece is? It's every step I take, he's with me. Come on, we used to sing that song. Every step I take, I take with you. Remember that one, Grant? Every You were in that album, weren't you? Amen. Every step I take, he's with me. Every move I make, he's with me. Every season of my life, he's present. Come on, somebody. The path of peace is not something we're waiting for. It's something we're walking in. I'll take that one Holy Ghost grunt. I'm not waiting on peace. I'm walking in peace. I'm not waiting on victory. I'm walking in victory. I'm not waiting on salvation. I'm walking in salvation. Walking in whatever it might be. You're not waiting on it. You need to start walking in it. Come on. Tell your neighbor, start walking in it. Tell them, say, stop waiting for it. Start walking in it. Come on, somebody. Joshua 1 9, have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you'll go. That's peace. Joshua is just getting ready to take over. He's literally at the, the funeral of Moses, who is, up until that point, probably arguably one of the greatest leaders who ever lived. Might have meant the guy with the stuttering problem that 
God made him a great leader. So stop making excuses. That's a whole different discussion. And the book of Joshua opens up. Now God's servant Moses is dead. Real encouraging word. Who's going to follow in his path? Shaking our boots. He says, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Have I not commanded you? Oh, God, we're at a funeral. How can I have peace in a funeral? Have I not commanded you? Oh, God, the enemies are surrounded. Have I not commanded you? Oh, God, they said cancer. Have I not commanded you? They gave this guy two days to live. How long ago was that? You didn't even know? Two and a half years ago. The doctor told him, two days to live. Two and a half years later. Have I not commanded you? He told me the other night, he said, I told the doctor, I'll probably go till I'm 85. We only have two days. And you were how old at that time? 64. The math doesn't math on that. Have I not commanded you? Be strong. Be courageous. Have I not commanded you? There's a greater peace on the inside. Come on, somebody. You're on the path of peace. Come on, tell your neighbor you're on the path of peace. I tell you this, you might be walking through a valley, but God never called you to lay down and die in it. That might kill half the songs on Caleb, but it's still the truth. You might be walking through a valley. Come on, somebody, but God never said lay down and die in that valley. He called you to keep on walking on the path of peace. Oh, God, there's a sea in front of us. I'll turn it into a highway. Oh, but now, God, the walls of Jericho. He says, get walking. Get walking around that thing. And what I find crazy about that, every time they'd turn for another lap, they'd look back and see the Red Sea where God, do the research, where God caused a highway in the Dead Sea, Red Sea. Every time they'd have to take another lap walking around that thing and the walls aren't falling down yet and I feel like my peace is getting, we want to grumble and we want to whatever, we want to complain and I feel like my miracle hasn't taken place and I feel like all this stuff's happening. God says, oh yeah, do you remember what I did right there? Every time you go to take another lap, they would see what, where God brought them, come on somebody, where God drowned their enemies in front of them. Come on, we talked about it last week. Where God drowned their enemies and they have this peace just to keep on going doesn't matter what the devil tried to throw in your path. You're on the path of peace. Worship team, you can come back. I want to land this plane. <laughs> oh, but I've fallen down. It's time to get your balance back. And you don't need a goofy bracelet to do it either. I had some guy trying to sell me bracelets the other day. Talk about snake oil. I told Lou, get those bracelets away from me. Hey, Ben. I'll taste it. No, he tried to sell them to you too. This balance. You got to wear this. This will fix your balance. I said, boy, I'm, I'm lined right up. I'm realigned. Come on, somebody. I get out of line, the Lord will line me right back up. How about you? You can keep your bracelet and whatever the price tag is that comes with it. Watch this. It's time to get your balance back, hear me, and fix your eyes on the author. And the perfecter, the finisher of your faith. The one who started you will finish you too. Come on, somebody. God's not going to leave it high and dry. What God begins, God finishes. Come on, somebody. You have a path of peace. You're on, and I'm on, and let me tell you, you're going to make it. For some of us, we've been looking for peace in all the wrong places. Sound like a country song. You're looking for peace in all the wrong places when the truth is God has had you on the path of peace all along. Come on. 
You didn't even know it. You ever been there before? And God has you on this path, and you don't even realize what God's doing. Because it seems like God's silent, or it seems like something's not working out, or it's not how what you thought would be perfect, or your picture of it. But God had you on this path. Come on, somebody. Are you grateful that God has you on a path? Oh, come on. That God has you on a path, and God knows exactly what he's doing at right the right moment. Come on, somebody. God is always perfect. God is always on time. God is always good. And even when everybody else says, oh, you got two days to die. Well, that was two and a half years later because I'm on the, I'm on the path. The path of peace. Not to peace. The path of peace. Come on, somebody. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 and 10. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. Come on, somebody. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults. Come on. In hardship, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then he is. We hate this in America. We hate preaching like this in America. Because you know why? You're not the superhero. You're not the superhero. I hate to burst your bubble. You're not God's gift to humanity. God gave his gift to humanity. His name was Jesus Christ. You're not a rock star. You're not a superstar. You're not anything. He's everything. It's about time in the body of Christ we stop trying to paint the S on everybody else's chest and let Jesus be king. I know you think you're some great superhero. You're not. hate to ruin your bubble, burst your bubble, ruin your dream, whatever it might be. Salvation is found in Christ alone. I said salvation is found in Christ alone. And if you want to play the right part, let me give you the part that you're to play in the Bible. He says, no one is good. No, not one. No one is righteous. He says, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. He said, we we're born in sin, shape, and iniquity. You want to play your part? Play your part. You're not the hero of the story. He is. The Bible is filled with imperfect people that God does extraordinary things through. People that realize, God, I'm weak, but in you I'm strong. People realize, God, i got all kinds of mess going on, but I have an unshakable hope and undeniable peace on the inside of me. And I am on the path of peace. I'll tell you this lastly, and we're going to pray. God wants to give you peace in the process. I said God wants to give you peace in the process. We don't always like the process, but God wants to give you peace in it. Why? Because it's who you're becoming in him. Oh, man. It's who you're becoming in him. You have peace amidst the storm. Why? God, I don't have to understand it. I just, I trust you. God, I still believe that all things work together for the good. Father, I know you have great plans for us. Come on, somebody. God, I understand all that stuff, but I want to let you be God and I be me. God is God all by himself. Come on, let's just sing that. We sing that under the tent. God is God all by himself. And they wail that organ. <laughs> it's true, though. God is God all by himself. 
He doesn't need any more superheroes. He needs people to say, God, I just want to stay on your path. I just want to do something for your kingdom, God. I just want to be used of you, Lord. Here I am, Lord, use me. God, if it costs me my time, my talent, my treasure, everything I have, it belongs to you. I just want to bring you glory. Your whole life sums up to two sentences. Either well done, thy good and faithful servant, or depart from me, I never knew you. Not how much money you had, what car you drove, what kind of watch you wore. Come on, I made fun of myself last week. Matt Parker, he watches all the time, wonderful man of God. And by the time service was done, I looked at my phone and he sent me this picture. I should have gave it to you guys back there. But of Johnny Bravo. And it said something about a butch haircut. And my biceps. And my watch. That made me laugh so hard. Lou almost wrecked the car on the way home. I leaned over and we were laughing so hard. And Matt, you're watching. We love you. Amen. Up there in Maine. At my own expense. Hear me. Because whatever it takes to reach people for Jesus. Whatever it takes. This young man reached out to me before service. He said, Tyler, we'd never met. Sent me a message on Facebook. He lives down the line. He said, just over two years ago, I was getting ready to commit suicide. And somebody shared your broadcast. Obviously, he didn't do it. He said, I'm addicted to listening to the preaching of the gospel. Don't tell me this isn't worth it. Don't tell me every dollar isn't worth it. Every hour, every sweat. Tell me it's not. This is worth it all. I could point around a room to all kinds of people that have given their hearts to Christ, that have received a miracle. Come on, somebody. They've come out of the hardest situations of their life that should have destroyed them, should have took them out, but they bounced back from the hardest things of life, and now they have a peace that cannot be shaken. Come on. That's our God. I don't come do this because I need a place to preach or something to do. My God, I work my head off. You know why I do it? Somebody else might get saved. Somebody else might get healed. This mailer, it cost a pile of money. Worth every nickel. Investment, why? Because somebody might get saved. My expectation is we'll be here Friday night for open table, which is going to be awesome, amen? And then we'll be here Christmas Eve, 10 a.m. Sunday morning. And for anybody that watches online, I'd come if you had a Sunday morning service. If you aren't here. So help me, Lord Jesus. I pray that in front of all your family, <laughs> you'd lose your trousers at Christmas. Amen. Some of you are looking around like you've already lost your trousers at Christmas. God wants to give you peace in the process. I don't have to understand how he's going to do it or when he's going to do it. How, I just know he will. I've always believed, I just know he'll do it. He said it, he'll, he'll do it. He said in the word, have I not spoken, will I also not perform it? This year for us has been one of the most challenging years of our lives. But it's also been one of the most fruitful years of our lives. It's been amazing how through stuff, I've been through some stuff, like, stuff don't bother me. It doesn't phase me. A couple years ago, I probably would have died. Being straight. And you can go through hell and, well, it is what it is. God will make a way out of it. God will turn around working for my good. And I've watched God. <laughs> when the enemies tried to hurt us, how God just turned around and blessed us. Watch, 
asked Paul, I said, this has been the best year for this church ever, like a rocket ship. Undeniable what God's done in this place on every, 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 every aspect. Why? Because we've had peace. We've had peace that cannot be shaken. Peace that cannot be shaken. Why? Because my peace is not external. My peace is within me. My peace is named Jesus. And you and I, my friend, whether you like it or not, are on the path of peace. Every head bowed, every eye closed. We're going to pray. This help you tonight? Maybe you don't know my Jesus. Tonight's your night. I look around the room. I, I can see a bunch of folks I've never even seen before, which is crazy. It seems to happen every week. And I'm glad you're here. But more importantly than you being here is that you leave this place different than you came in Jesus' name. That you leave this place in right relationship with God through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. The whole purpose of this is that men would come to a faith, a saving faith in Christ Jesus. Otherwise, it means nothing. The whole point of this thing is that sinners would be made right with God, that you would experience this peace that will never leave you and never forsake you. Mountain high or valley low, no matter where you go, God will be with you. I said, God will be with you. It's undeniable. Listen, if God could drop us in Honesdale, <laughs> where's the last place I thought we'd be? And give us great fruit. God can do anything, anywhere, at any time, and God can do it through you. God's not looking for ability. God's looking for the gift of availability. God's just looking for people to say, I'm just willing to be used of you. I, I just, the same peace I experienced, I want to share with others. I mean, it, it's just like surreal to me to, to be here. And, you know, people like Colleen, I've known her pretty well my whole life. And to see how she's come here to thrive. And God's really done a great work in her life. And she's leading the kids' ministry and all this stuff. And, like, doing a killer job, I might add. And got this thing built to she serves once a month and then gets to sit in the service together. Three. Come on, somebody. That's what it should look like. What God's done. I look around the room and I'm embarrassed people. I could point people out what God has done in their life. How God has changed. How God's done a work in their life. They've experienced this true peace. They said, I've had the plastic piece. It's done nothing. I want the real deal. I don't want the fake. I want the real deal. Every head bowed and every eye closed. I'm going to give you the opportunity to receive that peace tonight. I'm asking you to repeat this prayer after me. It's not a prayer that saves. It's faith in Christ alone that saves. It's that you actually believe with your heart and confess with your mouth. Folks, we're doing all, all we can do to help people, to reach people, to preach the gospel to people. There's a single mother that was having trouble last week. We got a hold of her landlord. We paid her rent for her. We're doing whatever we can do to reach people, to let them know that God loves them, that God has a great plan for their life, no matter where they're at. I'm going to ask you to repeat this prayer. So, dear Jesus, I admit I need you. I need a Savior. And Christ alone is that Savior. I repent of my sin. I give you my heart. I give you my life. Father, here I am. Use me.
Help me, Lord, to stay on the path of peace. Father, help me to grow in your peace. In Jesus' name, amen. A couple things. I'm going to cut you loose. Number one, you just made the greatest decision of your life. Welcome to the family of God. Somebody give him a big hand. Come on. couple things, I'm going to cut you loose. Number one, go to church. Now, let me tell you something. It does not have to be this church. If it's not this church, you make sure it's a church that believes all the Bible. Like Genesis to the maps. Church that believes what they preach. Come on, somebody. I had somebody reach out to me earlier today. (laughs) Bad mouth the church, all kinds of stuff. Now they got all kinds of problems. Who's the first one they reach out to to pray for a miracle? Go somewhere that's going to feed your spirit. If you'd like to come here, we'd love to have you. We're here every Sunday night at 6.30, except for next Sunday night, because we want you home with your families enjoying Christmas. Amen? But you need to be here at 10 a.m. or 4 p.m. Don't make excuses. Get to God's house every week. I said every week. Amen? I told the crowd a couple weeks ago. I think I'll tell you again tonight. If you sit home and watch church on the live stream all the time, don't be surprised when you get to heaven. And you say, Peter, where's my name? He says, you get to sit outside and watch heaven on the live stream. Amen. <laughs> Let's go to church. I don't have a biblical backing for that, but I like the idea of it. Number two, read the Bible. If you need a Bible, a handsome-looking group of guys back there and Kareem. Sorry, I don't know what else to say. Where the Thrive sign is, they'll gladly give you a Bible free of charge. There's never a charge for the gospel. For your kids, you need a Bible for them? We have amazing, what do they call it, adventure Bible? Unbelievable. An amazing partner from Texas stepped up, blessed our kids, got awesome Thrive backpacks and Bibles. Come on, somebody. We'll get your kid an adventure Bible. If you have the uh, smartphone, which I think that's all that exists anymore. You could download the YouVersion Bible app. We could even be friends if you want. And this church reads the Bible together in a year, every year. It's been a blessing. I'm about to wrap up another year. It's hard to believe. But read the Bible every day. That app, if you want it, it'll send you a free verse of the day. Some people still don't understand the app, and they text me the verse of the day every day. I say, yeah, I got it with the app. Amen. I'm sorry. <laughs> Awkward, you know. Some people should not be allowed to use Never mind. go to church, read the Bible. Number three, pray every day. Prayer is simply, hear me, thankfulness to God. Edmund, somebody said to me, well, I don't know religious words. You know what I said? Me neither. Even better yet, neither does God. But you know what God does know? An attitude of gratitude. God, thank you. When you wake up tomorrow, God, thank you for peace. Come on. When you go to work and you work for the devil who wears Prada, God, give me peace. Keep me on the path of peace. Come on, somebody. Prayer is simply being thankful to God. We're at their home the other night. Just praying together, thanking God. What a beautiful thing. What a beautiful blessing. Thanking God for everything he's done. Thanking God for what he's Hey, I'd appreciate you pray for your pastor. Pray for this church. I'm not above prayer. I need prayer. Like every day in my life, and I'll take all. I'm a hog, baby. I'll take all of it. Not just on the lobsters, on the prayer. Come on, somebody. 
I'll take all the prayer I can get. How about you? Thank God for praying. Parents, come on somebody, and grandparents and all that. And if you don't have that, be the first in your family. Pretty simple. Live this life out, amen? Invite somebody. Friday night, open table. You tell them, look, I'll buy you dinner, amen? You come here and it's on me. For all you cheapskates. We're here Christmas Eve. I'm going to pray for a couple people and then we're going to quit. That'd be all right. Come with me if you would there, Butterball. I'm serious. Come with me a minute. I see my buddy Glenn back here. How you doing, sir? Great to see you. You're another guy who's supposed to have a funeral and you're still living, so that's good news. You even got some hair back on your face. This guy, too, what happened? Whoa. Look at the handlebars on you. I like that. It's the handlebar holidays. Amen. Let me pray for you. This is a dear friend of mine. Let me tell you about this man. He helped me in this building when we were first doing this place. You want to talk about a fine, fine carpenter. One of the finest right here. We make quite the pair. We're both kind of rough. <laughs> Done all kinds of work with me. Helped me. You were a blessing to me. You even gave me work. And he paid me. And we were working on this place. Wonderful, wonderful man of God right here. And he needs a touch in his body. That'd be okay we believe God? Yeah. Last I talked to him, he was in the hospital on a sick bed. So it's great to see you in person. Amen? He says, Glenn, you're a good man. Whew, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. All the way from Tafton. <laughs> Girls, the finest tomatoes I ever had. My daughter, just like my friend Glenn here, she eats those tomatoes like they're apples. Bites right into them. Learn that from me. Amen. I learned that from you. Stretch your hand towards this good man right here. Now, I got my friend Butterball here as a point of contact. Because he was only given two days to live, two and a half years later. That's the faithfulness of our God. That same God that's raised him up with healing hands. He'll raise you up too. Mike, you believe it? I know you do. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, I thank you for this wonderful, wonderful man of God. God, I thank you. You never forget the people who helped you. I never forget the people who hurt me either. But you helped me, and you helped God's house. So I'm asking, Father, he'd come, he'd come help your house. He put angels on assignment even now to touch you in your body. From the top of your head to the soles of your feet, I bind that foul spirit of cancer, command it to leave and go out in the deep and never to return. You to get stronger and stronger, better and better. I was just praying for you the other day. It's great to see you. Father, raise them up. Do what only you can do, Lord. Gifts of healing, working of miracles. Father, that you might get the glory one more time. Touching this wonderful man of God. In Jesus' name. Amen. I love you. Is this guy with you? Have we ever met? I didn't think so. Can I pray for you? I'll be all right. I'm Tyler. Good to meet you. I'm going to ask the Lord to touch you. I'm going to tell you this. That dark thing is trying to come upon you. Try to steal that peace I was preaching about and all that tonight. Try to steal your soul. You know that? You know what I'm talking about? I know you do. I can see it. I'm going to break that off you in Jesus' name. That'd be okay? You know what I'm talking about? 
That's the power of God, son. In Jesus. Yeah, that's God. I can't make anybody cry. That's the power of God coming upon you. It's wiping that thing right out of you. Let me slide by you here, gentlemen. In Mike, what's his name? Luke, that's your son? I'm sorry. Luke, we've never met. That's the power of God, my friend. Just receive what Jesus is doing. The enemy of your soul has tried to take you out. That thing's getting broken off you tonight in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, church, pray. In Jesus' mighty name, Satan, you have no power over this guy. I break the foul power of the devil off your life. Go to hell where you belong, devil. In Jesus' mighty name, I plead the blood of Jesus, Luke, from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. Be free in Jesus' mighty name. Never to torment you again. Never to haunt you again. Never to give you suicidal thoughts again. Be free. That's it. Right there. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Now, Luke, I don't know anything, but I know when God speaks. Be free. Be free. Be free. He's a liar. You're not alone. God's with you. Hear me, my friend. In fact, I tell you this. He spoke to you even just recently about taking your own life. And I curse him. Never to come back. Shh, be free in Jesus' mighty name. Be free in Jesus. That's the power of God, son. How old are you? 21. 21. You're a strong guy. I couldn't make a 21-year-old man weep. That's the power of God. Sin shall have not any power over you. The devil has no power. Be free in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Just receive that peace. Right into your spirit in Jesus' name. Great to meet you. I'd like to help you any way I can. I didn't realize this is your mother. Precious lady. Now I understand everything from yesterday. All connected in the spirit. I walked around that building praying in the Holy Praying in the Holy Ghost for probably 10 minutes after all that. Great to meet you, Luke. God's got a great plan for your life. Don't let the devil try and destroy you. Love you, my friend. Can't fake that. That's what matters. That's the only reason I came to preach tonight. Luke, you're what mattered. Glenn, you're what matters. Hallelujah. And that's something. That's the power of God. That's what you're supposed to do. Demonstrate the power. Preach, demonstrate. I realize my strength is in preaching and praying for people. Hallelujah. Can I pray for you, sister? That'd be all right. I pray for you. I won't embarrass you. Have we ever met? No? I'm glad you're here. My name's Tyler. Megan, I'm glad you're here tonight. How'd you end up here? Your daughter? She's upstairs right now. She's in great hands up there. They're some of the best. 
I'm glad you're here tonight. You local? Damascus? A lot of great people from over in Damascus. Well, I'm glad you're here. I'm going to pray for you if that's okay. What's your daughter's name? Autumn. Autumn. Beautiful name. I'm going to pray for her too. Would that be okay? Father, in Jesus' mighty name, I thank you for this wonderful mother that Autumn brought her to church tonight, God. Father, I thank you for a mother who's willing to bring their child to church. The world needs more parents that are willing to bring their children to church. Father, I pray Autumn receives a special touch from you for bringing her mom tonight. I put a hedge of protection around her, angels on assignment. Touch this wonderful mom. Touch beautiful little Autumn, Lord. May your favor shine upon them, God. Fill it with the power of your spirit. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Great to meet you. Hallelujah. Hey, I love you. I love this whole row. Anybody that followed me to Ireland and all the way back home? My son's got an Ireland hoodie on tonight. He came, he came upstairs before, I didn't realize, and he had an Ireland hoodie. I said, the fighting Irish. You going back Wednesday? I hope you guys, let me pray for you. That'd be okay? Stretch a hand towards this wonderful couple. When I pre- Am I okay to say something? When I preach stuff like I, I preach tonight, this wonderful couple who's just come in this church this year from me doing Kathy's husband's funeral, watch this, has come, they serve, give, committed the whole thing, whole ball of wax, giving their hearts to Christ. They lost their two sons tragically. How many years ago was that now? Four years ago. They drowned down here. They found real hope, real peace in Christ alone. Some people wouldn't follow me to the bathroom. I ran into them in Ireland, amen? And all the way back over, and they're going back again. See, Luke, receive it, and then we get to give it back out. Isn't that beautiful? (laughs) God has a great plan for you. That's why the devil's tried to fight you so hard. She knew it. That's why she was praying for you. She never said your name, never anything. She came to see me yesterday. God knew. Isn't that something? You guys going back to the same place over there? Go over to your cousins, right? See your family. Beautiful. What's that area called again? Slago. About as Irish as I am. My dad and mom were there with us. and Right? We run into this wonderful couple. They texted me. They said, are you in Ireland? I said, yeah. They're from Long Island. Anyways, we got all these people from Long Island. I don't know what it is, but God loves Long Island. And they said, well, we're in Ireland. And we linked up. Isn't that something? God knew. Right, Eddie? God knew. A good man right here. Father, look at her shirt. Joy, hope, and peace. <laughs> right? Look at the joy all over you, too. She lost her son premature, too. God brought them together. Now they have an unbelievable family. In the hardest times of their life, they found hope in Jesus Christ. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, I pray this wonderful family has a great trip. I pray they enjoy themselves. I know how much you guys love Ireland. So I pray you have the best trip you've even had yet. You and your family celebrate Christmas together. It would be wonderful. Excuse me just a second.
Eddie, the power of the Holy Spirit's all over you. Take me by the hand. <laughs> In Jesus' mighty name. More and more and more, Eddie. More and more and more of that. That same hope, that same peace that your wife is... That's the power of the Holy Ghost. No man would weep like that unless the power of the Holy Spirit was coming upon him. In Jesus' mighty name, this will be your best Christmas yet because you found your hope in Jesus. Yes, you miss your boys, but hear me. You'll be reunited again with them someday. The Bible says, be absent from the body is present with the Lord. Have the best trip of your life. I love you, my friend. I love you, honey. God bless you. I even love you. <laughs> She's okay. Imagine out of a funeral, people give their hearts to Christ. They're here every Sunday and drive a ways to be here. All in. That landscaping, all that out front, they did that, unbeknownst to me. Wonderful people of God. They were just at a landscaping auction, wasn't it? Can I say this? A mud sale? Never heard of her. They're just a, at a mud sale. Spending he money? You know he had it, uh-huh. They know about she money. Apparently they know he money, too. I keep my she money on the low. You know what I'm saying? Watch this. I'll tell you this, and I'll leave you alone, I think. They're at a mud sale down in... Outside of Lancaster. God loves Lancaster, Corrine. Outside of Lancaster, and this guy, am I telling this right? To help them load their truck or reload their truck, something of that nature was a landscaper. Watch how crazy this is. Donald in Lancaster. He's from where? God loves New Jersey. Grant, you better say amen. <laughs> landscaper from New Jersey, down in Lancaster. Watch how crazy this is. He invited them, right, to go to church. They're looking for a church. And he asked you about he asked, hang on, he asked you. She goes, that place is blowing up. And we like, we couldn't believe it. Like, we, we go there. <laughs> to prove it. <laughs> she had a bumper sticker that said Thrive Church to prove it. Somebody from New Jersey at a mud sale in Lancaster asked them, have you ever heard of Thrive Church over in Holmesdale? Don't tell me God's not on the move. <laughs> I love more than anything that happened down in Lancaster, but that's a whole different story. Every hand lifted to heaven. I'm going to do what Jesus would never do. I'm going to leave you. Actually, I'm going to pray for one more couple. That'd be all right. Can I pray for you guys? Can I pray for you guys? Let me slide by. Great to see you, Mama. You doing good? Good. Here's a wonderful woman of God, probably about, what, maybe five, six weeks ago, something like that. Eight weeks ago now. The Lord revealed to me she needed a touch in her body. She was sitting where Brother Lars is sitting. I laid hands on her. God touched her, read her mail, her precious granddaughter. And they've been coming to God's house ever since. Isn't that wonderful? She's going to two churches now, one in the morning and one at night. My brother over there goes eight times a week, and that's when he's not even preaching. They're trying to get him saved. That's why he goes so much. God bless, God bless me. He has. Can I pray for you folks? I'd be okay.
Did you come with her? She's your friend? That's a good friend to have. Wonderful people. Wonderful people of God. I'm Tyler. Christopher, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. You guys friends or your mom? You look like a sister. That's a good thing. You both have a wonderful spirit about you. The Lord's done a great thing in both of your lives. I'm going to pray God touches the both of you especially. That'd be okay. Hallelujah. Mama, take me by the hand there. For every hard thing in your past that's tried to steal your peace, I'm going to pray tonight that God delivers you from that thing. That be okay? No more stealing your peace. Amen? I won't embarrass you, but that's all I'll say. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. It's okay. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, I thank you for this precious woman of God. Father, I thank you for great peace being on the inside of her. Touch her, Lord. Touch her. In Jesus' mighty name. Christopher, take me by the hand. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray the power of God comes upon you. And God anoints you. God touches you. And I tell you this. As you seek the Lord, God's going to give you a plan to do something. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. In fact, you've thought about it before and wondered how you'd be able to do it. As you seek the Lord, God's going to reveal that plan to you on how to accomplish what he's called you to do. And I'll tell you this because I just felt it in my spirit. God's going to give you the resources to do it too. That makes sense? Now in Jesus' mighty name, I call it done. Father, as he seeks first you and your kingdom, you unveil this plan to him. He's begun to write things down and things of that nature. But God, you're going to give him divine insight on how to make that thing happen. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Nice to meet you, folks. Hey, great to have you home from Florida. I tried to take care of your husband while you were gone. He's still with us, as you can see. So I must have did an okay job. Tried my best. He's a handful. <laughs> That's funny. Isn't it? God bless you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Okay, here's what we're going to do, and I'm going to close in prayer. Everybody all right out there? Other than the fact that I think they broke the thermostat in this place again. I'm being here with a tank top. You keep it up. They didn't like the T-shirt I had on. We have Thrive tank tops from back in the day when we first started. Remember that? Some of y'all were with us in the beginning. I think at the time I was wearing an extra medium. If I put it on now, it's going to look like a more Lorelei shirt around. <laughs> when we started the church here, I looked like I was in a concentration camp. Now... You know what Dr. Brunage told me the other day, Dad? He said, uh, I don't know how to tell you this. I said, Doc, what's that? He said, I've known your grandfather. I know your dad. I know your uncles. Where are you getting at here? He said, you're heading in that direction. <laughs> I looked at him kind of like you're looking at me. You know what I told him? What a great compliment, Doc. 
Still not sure what he meant. Have an idea, though. I'm going to pray for you, and I'm going to ask something of you. That'd be okay? You might as well say yes, I'm going to do it anyway. If you would help us as soon as I'm done praying to, uh, where'd Carolyn go? I don't know if she wants these chairs stacked up. Is that what she wants? Somebody give me direct. Looking for a woman for direction. <laughs> E.T. phone home. You want these chairs stacked up or what do you want? Just want people to help bring tables in. So if you're an able-bodied person, homo sapien. That's all the French I know. What are you doing, boy? Got a piece of pizza in his hand and a hoodie from Ireland on him. That would be my son, neck deep in the pepperoni pizza while dad's preaching. Amen. Lou probably fed it to him. He's usually munching on Cheetos back there. We'll bring some tables in that would help us to get set up for the open table. We'd greatly appreciate it. If you must go, I hope you have the best week of your life. Don't forget to sign up for Friday night if you're going to be here so we know how much food to get. Amen. We never want to waste. And we'll bless you. It'll be good. Always is good. Lift your hands to heaven one more time. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, I thank you for this wonderful group of people, God. This wonderful group of committed people that's come here to Honesdale on a Sunday night and say, God, I just want to encounter you. And it means driving through a rainstorm or doing whatever. I know your hand's upon us, God. I know your peace is within us. I know you have us on the path of peace. I pray, Father, tonight, even in a long service, even in a hot room, that people are still here worshiping you with hearts turned towards heaven, hands lifted high. Now, Father, I pray you bless them. I pray you keep them. I pray you always cause your face to shine upon them. They're rising up. They're lying down. They're coming in. They're going forth. Each and every day they live to see the gift of another sunrise. May they know they're blessed and highly favored by Almighty God. I love you. More importantly, God loves you. And has a great plan for your life. Amen. Somebody give God a mighty hand of praise. Go ahead, sing.